Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wavelet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. Two, two, boom! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozich. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know. That just happened. That just happened. It's that time again. Don't touch that dial. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter and Mike Bozich is joining you. And boy, do we have an action-packed show for you here today. Hall of Famer Steve Wolf is going to join the program to talk about the memory of Liberty Bell Park, which closed in the 1980s as Harris, Philadelphia, has a Liberty Bell Park night on Friday night. First post will be at 6.30. We're also going to have former Liberty Bell announcer Steve Ross, who will stop by to talk about the defunct racetrack and the Friday night festivities, which will take place this Friday at Harris, Philadelphia. We're also going to have Darren Gagne on the program, and Darren does a fantastic job at running aces, and he will talk about uh, everything going on at running aces, all the action from last week and stuff coming up this week, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the card coming up on Saturday. For those of you going to join us on Saturday, we do have a show. Uh, We've decided it's going to be from 9 to 11 p.m. We're going to cover the Hamiltonian Maturity the Meadowlands Pace, and the Peter Houghton. And we've created a special Meadowlands Pace Open uh, for this Saturday, and we have decided that we're going to go ahead and uh, play it for you uh, as it's got a little bit of a uh, special Sam McKee memory towards the end. This is going to be our open for the Meadowlands Pace. When we come back from our commercial break, Mike Bozich sits down with Steve Wolf. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Tucson Hanover, and here's the wire. Left has won it. Beat Lobel has been defeated. 
It's all Carl's Bad Cam winning the Meadowlands Pace Presidential Ball is all out. Life sign right there. It's Moiseyev and Campbell, the two greatest drivers slugging it out. Presidential Ball wins it in 150. It's all Cam's Car Shark striding out and dominating this field. Cam's Car Shark wins the Meadowlands Pace. Jimmy Hanover with a full head of steam. It's deep stretch. It's David's pass. Campbell has done it again. His fourth Meadowlands Pace. It's hot lead and breaded, and hot lead, the iron horse has done it. It's Dreamaway trying to hang in there. At point blank, one final move. Dreamaway and Ron Pierce, they win the Meadowlands. Ace, fit for life and breaded, one lead charge. Staying alive and fit for life. It's staying alive, hanging on by a whisker at 151-1. But it's the Pandarosa powering to the lead. Goliath by almost second, Mystical Shark third.
without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. It was an eighth of a mile to go. Racing Hill chasing. Boston Red Rocks on the outside. Check six on the far outside. Control the moment at 16th out. Racing Hill is gaining. Control the moment. Racing Hill surging. Control the moment. Racing Hill coming. Racing Hill. Control the moment. Very tight. Control the moment. If we only had control of the moment, we'd have you for one more laugh. Your real desire for the sport of harness racing gifted us with all American narrations, including Holborn Hanover and Art Official and their stunning upsets. You proved you were a blue chipper with your very first Meadowlands Pace call. The Panderosa in the Meadowlands pace, 149 and 3. You were certainly artistic, fella. And whether you wiggled and jiggled or rock and rolled, even if it was with some dude named Joe, you were very well said. May your south wind blow and your captain row at Mach 3 speed. He's watching thee. This broadcast is dedicated to our friend, Sam McKee. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. Divisions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. 
visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And right now we're joined by a Hall of Famer, Steve Wolf. And we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, good old days of harness racing, the good old days of uh, Liberty Bell Racetrack. But first, Steve, I do have to congratulate you. Uh, I just got inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame, and that certainly had to be uh, quite, a, quite a memorable time, obviously. Yeah, it was it was awesome, Mike. I mean, uh, I couldn't think of a, a a greater weekend in my life, and and now you know doing the show with you and and, that, and being called the Hall of Famer is is I, I guess it's just awesome. It's great. Well, certainly well-deserved, my friend, well-deserved. Steve, let's talk a little bit about uh, Liberty Bell. We've got the big uh, the big night of racing coming up at Harris, Philadelphia on Friday night with the 6.30 post, and it's our first of three uh, night racing cards on Friday nights, and we're celebrating the memory of three very special racetracks. The first of the three, of course, is Liberty Bell. And, Steve, you spent some time there. Tell us about uh, your time at Liberty Bell. Yeah, actually, I remember my father taking me there. We had a neighbor who had horses, and um, I can remember when I was 13, 14 years old, and my father was able to take me there, you know, to see the races. Um, I I know I couldn't go near the windows or anything, but uh, betting windows, that is, but um, it was an awesome track. And in 1979, as the first season I got hired there, and, I mean, it was great. And as a young publicist, to be able to work in a press box and have all these uh, press guys come and then to, you know, meeting the horsemen, it was it was a great experience. And uh, the backstretch there was great. Um, we actually had a gentleman by the name of Barney Breslow, Lester Breslow, that I hope uh, he'll be able to make it on Friday because he had taken a Radio Shack computer and actually hacked into it and created the first uh, stall roster ever done on a computer. Isn't that something? Uh, Steve, one of the things that uh, I heard about Liberty Bell was that it was just a, a great modern facility, I mean, well ahead of its time. Do you think that's a true statement? Um, I wasn't there in 63 when it opened, but I, I would have to say by the time I got there, Yes, just based on the history in the past, it, it opened at the right time. It was the first parental track ever in the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, uh, the people that bit, built it, you know, not only did they have the harness, but they had the foresight to put in the thoroughbred racing. So, of course, it had both. But uh, I remember mainly we was working in the press box and, you know, and, and having the place filled when we had the uh, Colonial Trot and and some of the greatest names in racing were there. It, it was just awesome. I mean, even before my time, I think the first five Colonial Trots were won by the Hamiltonian winner. 
Let's talk about some of the great horse racing there, the great harness racing, Steve, that you had a chance to to see at Liberty Bell. Talk about some of the great horsemen uh, that had a chance to race over that surface. Oh, the the very first person I met and did a story on that helped get me the job full time was none other than Eddie Davis, and I would say his his stable. He was a leading trainer, leading driver, off and on between Brandywine and Liberty Bell almost like every year. Probably the most memorable time was when uh, my boss at the time, Bruce Stearns, would come from New England. He arranged to have Hervé and Phil John and Eddie Davis, and he brought a kid down from Maine for the very first time by the name of Walter Case Jr. And the three of those, uh, you know, they were raced against each other in a special competition that we had. And I can remember how uh, Walter Case was in awe of Hervé, except he complained after a couple of races. He said, that Hervé's talking all the time, telling you this. He says, come on, you come first, and I'll let you in, and, and then I'll come right back again. And, and apparently Walter listened to him only when he, when he went to the outside, Hervé parked him for his life. <laughs> and uh, Walter learned... Don't ever listen to anything that her face says, especially during a race. And later on in that card, he was able to do the same thing back to her bay. But, I mean, to, to be at that, to have the dancers and accountants there, and, you know, the special events like when Rambling Willie would come or the, the great rivalries. There was one of the best pacing mares in the world of, of in the history of racing, Miss Connor Adios would race against the boys, and she was awesome. Steve, uh, of course, we're going to be celebrating the memory of Liberty Bell coming up on Friday night here at Harris, Philadelphia. Can you tell us a little bit about what fans can expect if they come on out Friday night? Uh, first off, we have a special guest, uh, sports legend on WIP Radio in Philly, Jody Mack, actually Jody McDonald, is going to be there for a couple of hours. And Steve Ross will be emceeing the winner's circle where we're going to have uh, drivers and former employees, trainers, people that were at Liberty Bell. E- each race we're going to be able to show a stretch shot of one of the great races of the time and be able to interview some of the people. But the, the best part, I think, is the memorabilia contest. In other words, anyone, everyone that's age 21 or older that brings a piece of memorabilia, whether it's a Liberty Belt matchbook or a group sales brochure or a race program or a photo finished picture, is going to get a gift from Harris, Philadelphia. But there's also going to be uh, betting voucher prizes. I think it's uh, $150 to the, to the top prize, $100 for second place, and a $50 betting voucher to the, the best uh, memorabilia that is going to be judged by. Jordan McDonald, um, Steve Ross, and myself. Well, it's going to be a terrific night. Once again, that's coming up uh, for anybody that's in the area. That's coming up Friday night at 6.30 at Harris, Philadelphia. And, Steve, this is the first of three, uh, and we called it the uh, Harris, Philadelphia Summer Series of Racing, that we're going to be celebrating uh, racetracks that are no longer with us. Liberty Bell the first. Next month it'll be Garden State. And the third one will be uh, Brandywine. 
Yes, it, it's great, and I've <laughs> I've had the pleasure of working at all three tracks, and uh, I'll be there, of course, on Friday night. And I'm really looking. Anyone who's a fan of racing and, and wants to talk or see the stories and hear about the great events of yesteryear, they need to come out on Friday. It's going to be a great night. There's a special eight-page insert in the race program that uh, has tons of pictures and stories, memorabilia, all from uh, Liberty Bell from 1963 to 1986. All right, that was the Hall of Famer, Steve Wolf. Steve, we appreciate you joining us, and we will see you Friday night, my friend. Okay, great. We'll see you, Mike. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. We just heard from Hall of Famer Steve Wolf, who's going to be at Harris, Philadelphia this Friday as they represent the Liberty Bell Night festivities on Friday night at 6.30. Coming up next is going to be our Running Aces segment. Track announcer Darren Gagne is going to talk about the happenings at the Minnesota Racetrack. Let's send it out to Running Aces and Darren Gagne. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from May through September. This season, Running Aces introduces the new 20-cent jackpot pick five wager. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. It's time to talk some running aces. Here's the recap of the racing action over the past week at Running Aces in Minnesota. It started back on a Saturday night, July the 8th. On the Saturday night racing program, Yankee Time posted a sharp effort to win his 14th lifetime race and his 17th trip to the gate. 
He paid $15 to win. He's a four-year-old pacing gelding by Yankee Cruiser, who had raced almost exclusively at the Wisconsin Fairs over the past couple of years before coming to running aces tonight. He had taken a lifetime mark at the Viroqua Wisconsin Fair 204-1 before lowering that mark by a full seven seconds. On Saturday night, 157-1 for trainer Gabe Wand with driver Rick McGee in the sulky for owner Robert Larkey of Wisconsin. Swinging again was winning again on Saturday night in the $8,000 Minnesota Sired three-year-old Phillies pacing event, posting a sharp first-over victory by one length in 154 flat for her third win of the season. Driver James J.D. Yoder was in the sulky for the victory for trainer Gene Miller and owners the Wolf's Winkle Pacers. Steve's Hot Rod was also a winner in the $8,000 Minnesota Sired Geldings Pace with a gate-to-wire win after stealing very soft fractions on the front end. Driver Rick McGee was able to put the field to sleep on Saturday night and had plenty of gas left in the tank to defeat the big favorite, Wonder Bowl. Time for the mile was 157 flat, second win of the season, fifth lifetime win for Steve's Hot Rod. He's owned by Katie Sokolowski, trained by David Flynn. Holly Rock Hayden posted a very sharp lifetime best win in 152 flat for driver Steve Wiseman. Front-running tally from three wide at the quarter pole to take the lead and hang on for nose victory at the wire. $4,000 condition pacing event. Holly Rock Hayden pacing the mile 152 on Saturday night. Driver Steve Wiseman once again for trainer Rick Lake and owner Sharon Dahlke of Michigan. Like 10 lifetime wins now for Holly Rock Hayden after the score on Saturday night. Driver Steve Wiseman had a driving triple on the Saturday night racing program, and he also crossed a very impressive career threshold when he hit the wire first in race number four with Mystic Flower. That victory, his second win on the night, marked over $10 million in career person earnings on Saturday evening. Steve Wiseman once again crossing that $10 million threshold career purse earnings. Once again, we congratulate driver Steve Wiseman. James, J.D. Yoder, and Rick McGee also both picking up driving doubles on the program. And Saturday night was a night of big prices all throughout the program. We had only one winning post-time favorite on Saturday's program. On to Sunday. On Sunday night, Barbosa. Barbosa posted a very sharp win, another gate-to-wire victory, two in a row for Barbosa. It was his fourth local win of the season, pacing the mile in 154 and 15. Driver trainer Luke Plano in the sulky for owner Heather Matthews. Barbosa continues to be very, very sharp. This season at running aces, it was lifetime win number 26 for Barbosa. In the $13,000 Minnesota Sired three-year-old Philly trot on Sunday, Silent Dreams returned to her winning form as she picked up her first win of the season. 202-2 lifetime mark, Dean McGee and the Sulky for trainer Rick Bertrand for owners Glenn and Jody Wilson. Silent Dreams, if you remember, was the two-year-old Minnesota Sired champion trotting Philly last year, and she's now earned just about $65,000 in 13 lifetime races. And on Sunday night, the 11-year-old pacing, hard-hitting gelding, mighty fine hi-ho, posted his fastest lifetime win, 154-3, in his 40th trip to the winner's circle from 266 career starts. Sharp campaigner is owned and trained by Edwin Cavedo and was driven victory by Dean McGee. Very impressive rally from well off the pace and a winning three-wide move around the final turn for mighty fine hi-ho on Sunday night. And the win also pushed his career bankroll to the 
over the century mark to $100,543. Driving doubles on the Sunday program for Steve Wiseman, James Yoder, and Dean McGee. Then on Tuesday night, on Tuesday night, Stabilize took the $11,000 Mayor's Open Handicap Pace on Tuesday night, delivering as the even money public choice for her first local win. Trainer driver Luke Plano was aggressive with Stabilize, sending her right to the lead from post 7 in the 8-horse field. They set fractions of 28-157-2, and 125 flat, and completed the victory by stopping the clock in 152-3, and three, almost two lengths ahead of her closest rival. This impressive nine-year-old mare is by Million Dollar Cam. She's owned by Tim Clevenger. She's now won 37 races lifetime and bankrolled $207,661. Fire Drake was once again fantastic on Tuesday night at Running Aces, posting his sixth consecutive victory in a $6,500 condition pacing event. Trainer driver Nick Roland in the sulky for owner Jessica Johnson. Fire Drake dominated again with a gate-to-wire victory. Uh, this, again, would be a perfect season so far for Fire Drake had he not been disqualified in a race earlier on in the season. So Fire Drake, though once again very, very sharp, has now won seven of eight seasonal races, and his winning time on Tuesday night was 154-1. and one. Also Tuesday night, $13,000 action in the Minnesota Sire Trotting event went to Braganod. Gelding by Gra Braggart for owners Set the Pace Racing with trainer driver Nick Rowland. He sent his charge first over past the 3 marker and took the lead just uh, after the half and was able to hold off a late charge from the early race leader SB Fine and Dandy with James Yoder. So Braganod held on gamely at the wire for the win in 203 and 3. First, a lifetime win for the two year old trotter Braganod in the $13,000 Minnesota Sired event on Tuesday. We also had a $13,000 Minnesota Sire two-year-old pacing event, and it went to Giggle Monster, who now remains a perfect three-for-three three lifetime, winning at 1-9 on Tuesday night and pacing 156-1. and one. He's owned by Allen and Cheryl Sandbolt, trained by Denise Mayer, and driven, driven by Dean McGee. The impressive youngster is a gelding by Wind Me Up, and once again, Giggle Monster. Perfect three-for-three three lifetime after another nice win on Tuesday. And also Tuesday night, the $10,000 open pace going to SF Don't Tell On Me with owner-trainer driver Joe Casagranda. It's his second local win of the season, third overall win of the season, and it was a new lifetime mark, 152-1 and one for SF Don't Tell On Me in the open pace. He's by Cam Terrific, and he's now earned $162,070 lifetime. Leading driver Nick Rowland had a grand slam on the Tuesday program, adding another four-win night to his resume this season. Also on Tuesday night, Luke Plano and Joe Casagranda both picking up driving doubles. 20-cent jackpot pick five is now just about $10,000 at running aces. 93-84-91 will be the number starting out. The 20-cent jackpot pick five for this coming Saturday night. Post time on Saturday night is 6 p.m. Central. Sunday night, live racing at Running Aces, also 6 p.m. Central. And Tuesday nights, our first race post time is 7 p.m. Running Aces.
Races, Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the Upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday and Sunday nights from May through September. This season, Running Ace has introduced the new 20-cent jackpot pick five wager. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Thanks to Darren Gagne, as always, for our Running Aces segment talking about the Minnesota track and all the happenings going on. Don't forget, we're going to be live at the Meadowlands Racetrack this Saturday. Uh, first post will be at 9 o'clock. We'll run until 11 p.m. Mike Bozich. Tom Daly, Rich Matei, and Jessica Otten will be live on the site. I'll be back here in the studio as we talk Meadowlands Pace, the Hambletonian Maturity, and the Peter Houghton coming up this Saturday at the Meadowlands. On the backside of this commercial break, Mike Bozich will talk with Steve Ross about Liberty Bell Park and the upcoming festivities at Harris, Philadelphia on this Saturday, excuse me, this Friday. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! At Bet America, we're giving away free Kentucky Derby bets. Bet a winner in any. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. We're back.
back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And right now, we're joined by a former announcer of the Adele defunct Liberty Bell racetrack, Steve Ross. Steve, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Doing good. Steve, tell us a little bit about Liberty Bell, what you remember from the place. Well, Liberty Bell had a wonderful history. Um, it opened in 1963, and it was one of those, one of the places to go because, of course, um, it was the only place to gamble legally. Um, uh, horse racing, of course, had that monopoly for many years as the only place to gamble legally outside of Vegas. And when it opened, it was opened with open arms and would routinely get amazing sized crowds. And on the weekends when they had the preferreds and the invitationals and the various bigger races, there were 30,000, 40,000 people would turn out. It was amazing. It's a little bit different than it is today. Yeah, no question about that. Now, for those uh, of the younger people that might be listening out there, tell them uh, where Liberty Bell was located. Liberty Bell was located in northeast Philly um, on the corner of Knights and Woodhaven Road. And it was a, a very heavily populated area, but people would come from all over to come to the Bell because that was uh, that was a place to be. As a matter of fact, the old joke was the Major D's job was the best job to have in the entire racetrack, even better than the president, because his palm would be greased so many times with so many <laughs> sawbucks and double sawbucks to get a good table that that was the best job there. And back then, these guys made six figures, which was an incredible amount of money back then. Absolutely, no question about it. And uh, it was always, you know, like the old Hazel Park where the valets would actually pull up with fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar vehicles. And of course, nobody knows, you know, nobody can figure out where they were getting the money. But uh, money was play. Hey, listen, there was plenty to go around back then in the racing industry. But you know, one of the things, Steve, that I've heard about Liberty Bell back in its day was that it was one of the more modern facilities, a racetrack that was ahead of its time. Is that true? It definitely was. Uh, the structure was beautiful. It looked like it could have been designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, it was spacious. It was large. It was a five-eighths mile track. It was very fast. Everything was well-maintained. Uh, the clubhouse dining room was just beautiful. Uh, that's where it kind of broke my heart when it, after it closed and you know they shuttered this thing and, and, and it it was suddenly gone. It hurt so much because it was such a great place to be. Um, yeah, it was a wonderful place. Steve, tell us about a little bit about your time there. You were the announcer at Liberty Bell for a year, and obviously you had a chance to see some great racing. I did. I was there in 1978. Um, I was just a kid back then. I think I was two. Um, and and uh, it was a great opportunity for me to give you an idea about it. Talk about an auspicious debut. My first day on the job, and you as a track announcer can understand this, um, I was understandably nervous, like teeth-chattering nervous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to, and I made it through, I don't know how many races, maybe seven or eight races. And by the time the feature came up, it was a $25,000 invitational. Now, don't forget, we're going back how many years? Nearly 40 years? Right. And an invitation was going for 25k back then, and it was a, it was a short field, five horses, and in the race was Town Drunk who won the race, and it was at that time the fastest race mile in the history of Liberty Bell Park, 155 and three. You can't compare those the times today, but back then it was like whew, unbelievable. Right, and. Um, 
so I managed to get through that. It was the first day. And every time I hear that call, I hate the call. I said, I was five horses and I lost a horse. You know, there's like fourth, so and so forth, and fifth is three quarters and 124. Anyway, so uh, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, there were some pretty amazing races there and a lot of amazing racing. Period, and all the top guys were there: Stanley Dancer, uh, Billy Houghton, uh, you name it. They raced at the Bell. Joe O'Brien, you know, going back to some classic names in the business: Del Insco, um, Del Miller. The list goes on and on. You know, we talked a little bit about off the air uh, before we started the interview about uh, the date that Liberty Bell closed. It was uh, in the late 80s. Uh, can you tell us about some of the feelings, some of the emotions uh, that were going through yourself when uh, you found out of Liberty Bell's closing? Yeah, like a lot of people, I was I was saddened uh, because it didn't have to close and it should have still been there today. Uh, ultimately, what happened was um, Liberty Bell Park, of course, was for harness racing, but then they also had they had flats there too. So it was they had both, and it was set up for both, and it was a smooth transition going from one to the other. And then what happened was uh, they opened a racetrack on Street Road down down the road a piece which was less than, I guess, a mile or two away, and it was called Keystone Racetrack. And it was only opened because of a better tax structure because it was located in Ben Salem and not in the city of Philadelphia. So Keystone opened, and eventually that's why Liberty Bell was phased out. But Liberty Bell was a much nicer facility and should have still been there today, but sadly it is not. Steve, if there's uh, one thing you can remember about Liberty Bell, one thing that uh, jumps out at you that you remember immediately, your biggest memory, what would that be? Well, I would have to say the first day of the town drunk uh, race and, and the 155 and three mile. The track was open for 23 years from 1963 to 86. And uh, that was the fastest mile up until George Allen won a, a an invitational pace uh, six or seven years later, and he he knocked the click off at 155 and two. I, I will tell you this: there is a funny story. Um, I'm pretty proud that I, uh, you know, we all know Cat Manzi, and back then Cat had come from upstate New York, and he 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 was racing at Liberty Bell, and he took the place by storm, and was winning races in bunches. And the big guy on campus was Eddie Davis and Ross Hader and those guys, Mickey McNichol, Mickey McNichol Eddie Lohmeyer, and they pretty much were ruling the roost. And then Cat came and was winning races in droves. So during one of the races I was calling, I, I developed this call, here comes the Catman. I would say, so-and-so's got the lead this and that second, and here comes the Catman. And then it was picked up by other tracks, but I was the first guy to do that, and I was pretty proud of that. And the funny thing was, the quirky part of the story was, Ross Hader and some other of the top guys, they were aggravated by me every time I did that. And they came to me and they complained to myself and management, can you get him to stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Steve, listen, we certainly appreciate you sharing a few minutes with us, and uh, best of luck to you going forward. And uh, we could, we're seeing you Friday night, am I right? 
Friday night at Harris, Philadelphia. We're excited about that. We're going to have a lot of the old Liberty Bell guys that are going to be there. I know for a fact Eddie Davis with the big E on the back of his red and white colors will be there. Uh, several other guys, guys who have worked there. So anybody who has either worked at Liberty Bell Park, knows of Liberty Bell Park or whatever, we encourage you to come. It's a special nighttime card, 6.30, the action gets underway. And if you have any memorabilia from Liberty Bell, be it a program, paramutual ticket, maybe a collector's glass or whatever else, uh, bring it along with you. And the best one will win a prize. And if you bring one into the door, you'll get a gift from Harris. So it's all better than a sharp stick in the eye, right, Mike? Absolutely. Sounds like a lot of fun. We'll see you there Friday night, my friend. Take care, Mike. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. Definitely be road tripping coming up on a Saturday as we go to the Meadowlands Place. We will be live from Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment coming up on a Saturday with a first post of 9 o'clock. We're going to talk a little bit about the Hamiltonian Maturity, the Meadowlands Pace, and the William – excuse me, the – yeah, the William Houghton. I almost called it the Peter Houghton. The William Houghton Memorial. Uh, the William Houghton will go a mile and an eighth. It's a TVG free-for-all pacing event for a purse of $427,000. Some heavy hitters in these races. The Hamiltonian Maturity is a four-year-old open trot going for a purse of $458,750. Of course, Triple Crown winner Marion Marauder is in there for trainer Paula Wellwood and driver Scott Zeron. Dason, who has hit the board in three starts, uh, 
excuse me, three out of six starts this year for Trader Ron Burke, driver Yannick Jingras in that field. You also have Double O Lindy and True Mass Volo. And True Mass Volo has won two starts as a mark of 53 and two and definitely is no slouch. Then you have the Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace. That's race number nine for a purse of $738,550. It features world champion Huntsville down by the seaside is in this field as well. Another horse that I kind of like uh, is the Santa Fe's coach who pulled off a major upset in the Ben Franklin eliminations for trainer Leo Iordan. And then, of course, you have the mile and an eighth William Houghton Memorial TVG free-for-all pace for a purse of $427,400. All bets off draws post number two. Mel Mara, interestingly enough, draws post number 12. And for those of you who listen to the program a lot, you know I like the second-tier horses. So Mel Mara is definitely a horse I would watch out for. Check six is in this field. Rock-eyed optimist. It's a very wide-open field of TVG free-for-all open pacers. Well, that'll be it for our show here today. That'll wrap up our Thursday program here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Make sure you're joining us on Saturday with a first post of 9 o'clock as we cover the Meadowlands Pace live from Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment coming up this weekend. We'll see you back here on a Saturday and back here next Thursday. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. We'll see you next week, everybody.